Blog Talk Radio. to each other, 
uh, those of us especially from the African diaspora throughout the world. So again, the website is drumsofchange.com. Our last show we talked about uh, two books written by Rhonda Byrne, uh, the author of The Secret and another book titled The Magic. And uh, I've been getting some very exciting reviews, and uh, my wife and I have uh, revisited uh, discussions about The Secret. Um, I just recently purchased The Magic, a book titled The Magic, and uh, we're looking forward to sharing some thoughts regarding that. As a matter of fact, we already have... Uh, just the essence of what the magic conveys in terms of its content, which is basically to remain in a state of gratitude, to be thankful uh, throughout the day, throughout from the moment you wake uh, to the moment that you go to bed and prepare for sleep, and um, to be thankful and grateful. I, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge that my wife is here in the studio with me. She just came in. and Hi, how you doing, hon? I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, fantastic. So this is going to be a great show this evening. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It seems like all our shows are really, uh, you know, uh, rising to the occasion in terms of the content and the, uh, the topics of, discuss of discussion and the people who uh, express uh, a desire to uh, really uh, be engaged, as it were. So I'm humbled by uh, the... the uh, the following and the listenership, and looking forward to this maintaining the quality as it war and the, as it was and the interest uh, regarding our shows. Well, we've reached the point in our collective evolution where this information is so important. Absolutely, it's very important. And I'm grateful to be a part of it. Oh yes, yes indeed. Oh, well, I appreciate you, and I, I remain in a state of gratitude to have you as my wife. And I'm grateful to have <laughs> you and to my husband. <laughs> but I don't know if the listeners want to hear all this. Right, they probably don't want to hear all this. Yeah, yeah. Well. But I think we need to <laughs> acknowledge the fact that we need to uh, give thanks to each other as much as we possibly can uh, to show the love, to show the appreciation. Because I think that perhaps many do not do that. And and they uh, they miss out. It's not even suffered as a consequence of that. I believe so. Yeah. So uh, I think that we probably might appear to be maybe overdoing it at times, <laughs> especially in public. But uh, I think that that's something that should be considered. Uh, anyway, without any further ado, uh, this evening's discussion will cover topics in the area of um, uh, uh, the, the secret and the magic of the law of attraction and, and also uh, dealing with... Uh, uh, health, how to maintain health, the magic of health and, and abundance, and also relationships, how to deal with negative relationships, which is something that I think we all have had a problem or have continued to have a problem presently in terms of certain relationships in our life. You can never learn too much about how to deal with those. Yeah, no, not at all. So, uh, and also I guess the, to dovetail into that thought, the relationships is how to incorporate the essence of uh, unconditional forgiveness, along with unconditional love. Uh, but be mindful of the fact that just because you love someone, that that doesn't mean that they necessarily have to be in your life to the point that they can affect it negatively. If it's a negative uh, type of uh, uh, a relationship, then one has to be uh, uh, capable of being in control. So that you get rid of the negative aspect. So, yes, indeed, uh, The Secret is a book that was published uh, some seven years ago. And as a matter of fact, it was one of the ways in which my wife really connected with one another because we were mutually uh, engaged in reading the book and practicing some of the principles along with our other spiritual endeavors. And um, just to, to re, re uh, uh, repeat what I shared with the listening audience for the last three segments. Uh, that some of you who may be listening for the first time, and of course those of you who are indeed uh, access our uh, programs through the archives, that uh, fragments of the of the great the book called The Secret have been found in the oral traditions and in literature and religions and philosophies throughout the centuries, 
And for the first time, all the pieces of the secret come together in an incredible revolution uh, that will be life-transforming for all those who experience it. And in this book, you'll learn how um, the secret was used in every aspect of people's lives, whether it be through health, money, relationships, happiness, and in every interaction that you have in the world. And you'll begin to understand the, the hidden, untapped power that's within you and others. And this revelation uh, can, can bring joy and, and to every aspect of your life. Also, the secret contains wisdom from modern-day teachers. And we're talking about men and women who have used it to achieve health, wealth, and happiness. By applying the knowledge of the secret, they bring to light compelling stories of uh, eradicating disease, acquiring massive wealth, overcoming obstacles, and achieving what many would regard as virtually impossible. So uh, I'm pretty excited about uh, continuing uh, very excited about continuing reviewing this book uh, and also having discussions with you online. Again, uh, those of you who are online, please feel free. I see that we have a, a guest, uh, and I really appreciate your presence. Thank you for sharing your evening with us. And we have a couple of uh, listeners on the phone who have called in, and I definitely appreciate you, uh, including my sister and a host of others, and I send love and blessings to all of you. Uh, and I, I encourage those of you who are on, on the line, on the phone, if you would like to speak with me or with myself and my wife, uh, uh, Queen Mother, please feel free to push the number one button to uh, connect with us, and I will acknowledge you, and we can engage in conversation and can share some thoughts and comments uh, regarding today's show or anything that you would like to talk about uh, as uh, pertinent to uh, uh, the secret and the book titled The Magic and any other uh, ideas within that particular frame of reference. So, yes, indeed, I, I, um, I, I see that we have a caller that would like to uh, speak, and I will acknowledge you in a moment. Uh, please give me a moment while uh, we uh, uh, share something regarding uh, one of the contributors to The Secret and her name is Lisa Nichols, and she states that when you want to change your circumstances, you must first change your thinking. And every time you look inside your mail expecting to see a bill, guess what? It'll be there. And every day you go out dealing or dreading the bill, you're never expecting anything great. You're thinking about debt. You're expecting debt. So debt must show up so that you won't think you're crazy. <laughs> So every day you confirm your thought, is this debt going to be coming here again today? And yes, the debt's there, and it's, the debt is going to be there all the time. And also debt is going to uh, remain a part of your energy, a part of your thoughts. So there's a saying that we first heard from uh, Mike Dooley, that thoughts become things. So yes, yes as we think about good things in our life, can you remember the first time you fell in love? You thought loving things of that person that you had loved for. And, of course, that energy was transferred to that person, and they returned it in life, hopefully. And if they did not return it, you still were not really that affected because you were overwhelmed with this love for them. Thusly, you were in a, in a state of unconditional love and also unconditional forgiveness. So I just wanted to share that thought. With you. And I'm now going to acknowledge the person of area code uh, 757 um, I'm going to now, uh, you're on the air. Hello, 757. You're on the air. Would you care to uh, share? Yeah, blessings and love to uh, Queen Mother Spirit and Change and also to yourself. Uh, I've been trying to get on your show, and I'm enjoying it, you know. I'm enjoying <laughs> the energy and the power and the spirit. Oh, uh, yes, indeed. Well, thank you, and blessings to you, my sister. Yes, uh, to whom am I, are we speaking with? What is your name? You're speaking to Queen Kashiba. I'm out of uh, Virginia Beach. Oh, uh, yes. Blessings, Queen. Blessings, yes. Queen. Yes, how you doing, uh, M Mother Spirit? Yeah, I've been trying to get on your show, and I, I've been missing it, so I see your husband, so I got up there, you know, because I'm going to follow y'all, so I'll be following uh -huh. y'all shows, you know. Uh -huh. Thank you so much. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I enjoyed the, the spirit and the atmosphere, you know, and, and, and the wisdom. I enjoy it all. Oh, thank you. And we enjoy you listening to us and sharing yeah. your energy with us. Yes. Would you like to share some thoughts with us uh, in terms of uh, uh, what you've heard on the show and just anything that you'd yeah, like to share? Yeah, well, what I hear on the show, you know, I, I mostly get my energy and, and my uh, powers and my energy and, and, and the wisdom. I, I, you know, it could come from your ancestors, you know. That's where I get mine from because the ancestors walk with us. They would have all time, but what without the ancestors, we wouldn't be here, you know. So our oh, yeah. knowledge truly the ancestors and uh, the yeah. God of the universe, our knowledge. Ah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, the 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 acknowledgement of the ancestors allows us to really connect with the uh, truth and yeah. with uh, the Most High Spirit, and with it being unfiltered. And once we do that, we're able to grow, you know. And I'm just so encouraged when I hear uh, brothers and sisters like yourself share that with me as well as with the listening audience. And, you know, this is something that uh, is my prayer and is part of my purpose and, and my, my uh, reasoning for being alive. Uh, and I believe for me being incarnated in the person that I am is to uh, to grow into that wisdom and understanding of the, how important it, the ancestors are, the shoulders that we stand upon, uh, that we have to pay homage to them. And understanding, too, that we have shoulders that are being prepared for people to stand on as well. So uh, I thank you for sharing that, uh, Queen uh, Kashiba. All right. Blessings and love to you and yours. Well, thank you, and, and, and love to you and yours as well. And, again, uh, we really appreciate you taking your, your Sunday evening out to share with your energy with us. And look forward to you to continuing to uh, listen to our shows. And oh, I like definitely will indeed. Blessings, my sister. All right, blessings so and love, sister. Blessings and love. Ashe. Ashe. All right, Ashe. Hotel. Hotel. <laughs> yes, yes, that's always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was actually on the show last week, I believe. Okay. Listening. So, uh, yes, so indeed, those of you. As you call in, if you'd like to speak and share some thoughts with us, please don't hesitate to uh, push the number one button, and um, I'll be very uh, happy to engage uh, with you uh, any thoughts and comments that you'd like to share with us. So, uh, yeah, I just read something regarding Lisa Nichols, and she was talking about debt and how when we think about debt, think about bills, that they become a part of our life. We, we, you and I were talking about that recently. Yes, and yes. We, we, and we were talking about it. Uh, remember, I'm not. I, I don't think I should call names. Mm-hmm. But remember, we were talking about different um, celebrities. Oh, yes. Who didn't pay taxes? Ah, oh, yeah. And we were talking about how the way that we look at it is: be grateful that you make such a large amount of money that you're taxed so heavily yes. and just pay the taxes Absolutely. and be glad that you're living in abundance yes. because you have you have to pay your due. Yes. You have to give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Uh, yes. But be grateful that you make such a large amount of money that you're taxed millions of dollars and just go ahead and pay it. That's how you keep getting more abundant. Absolutely. Why would you not pay it, right? Well, because of greed, because of fear. You know, people having the fear that the money that they have is going to uh, leave them. You know, they're going to lose it. And so they're trying to just hoard away as much as possible. But then again, the contrary to that, they're not hoarding it. They're spending it abundantly, making $2 million, uh, $1 million, but living like they make $10 million. making $10 million, living like they make $100 million. And, of course, uh, if you're making $10 million and you're being uh, taxed for a million, you know, you're blessed. You're blessed. <laughs> you are so blessed. <laughs> so yeah. blessed. So, uh, but again, it's, it's easy to say, you know, and I think those of us, though, such as us who are practicing reading books such as The Secret, such as um, The Magic, such as our uh, spiritual-oriented uh, books of reading, uh, whether the it be of the, soul. the Seat of the Soul, and also the Bible, the Holy Bible, the Quran. The Bhagavad Gita, uh, the, the Torah, the Kabbalah. The Purdan Haru. The Purdan Haru, yes. 
any of the books that you read that are germane and pertinent to your particular religious orientation or your spiritual um, uh, journey is important. But what's so important, though, is to be able to uh, 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 practice those principles. And, of course, the big test comes when you have certain issues. So crisis. Crises, such as money, and then you've been able to practice it. Yeah. Yes, if you made $10 million and you spent it, you know, without uh, discipline. Putting something aside. Putting something aside. <laughs> but uh, um, the IRS comes on your case and they demand that you pay a million dollars worth of tax and they give you a warning. And if you have two million or a million and a half or whatever it is, even a million and one penny, it behooves you to just pay that one million dollars and not try to get a lawyer and not try to squeeze your way out of it and use an alibi where you then find yourself in prison for two to ten years. And you know good and well you owed that money. And you knew that you owed <laughs> But money. people will hire attorneys sometimes and try to get out of things. Yes. And, you know, for what purpose? Because you know you're wrong, okay? Yes. So, so <laughs> you know Rhonda, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So what Rhonda talks about in her book, she says, when you get a bill, you actually should say, I think this is in the book titled The Magic, you should be saying thank you to the bill because the bill actually represents money. It represents money that was loaned to you, actually, because you got services. You got something, you got which something is the reason you have a bill. Without, without paying for it <laughs> yes. up, up front. That's right. So you got a loan, You actually. had credit. You got credit. <laughs> you got a loan. So you credit. should thank the universe. <laughs> you should thank the, the business entity that extended themselves to you. Because then once you thank that person, not only psychologically and emotionally, or you're in a good frame of mind, you're not feeding on the uh, depression and the lower self-orientation, but you're dealing with your higher self, and you're in a good frame of mind. And what it does, supposedly, and I cannot say that supposedly, but I can say affirmatively, affirmatively that it opens up the portals of abundance yes. to come into your life. It makes room for more. It makes room for more money. Oh, yes. So I just want to share that, that uh, profound thought. And uh, it was an epiphany for me when I pondered that, that uh, statement that Rhonda shared in her book titled The Magic. Mm -hmm. I said, hmm, I can just remember my mother and, and this other relatives and friends who would complain about bills. And they would say, oh, honey, uh, you know, my mother called me, go to the mailbox, and if it's a bill, they don't leave it in there. Don't bring it. Don't tell me. Bring it in, but don't tell me we got bills. So they didn't have the the understanding and the wisdom we have. They, yes. you know, my you know my mom did the same thing. But at that point in time, they were actually doing the very best they could. Absolutely. And we're fortunate that we were able to learn from what they were doing, and now be able to give this information to others who may still be stuck in that same consciousness. Uh -huh. It's by the grace of the Most High that you and I came out of that consciousness. Yes. Because yes. as you know, I had that same consciousness for years. Uh, we tend to think and do the things that, that our parents did. So I, I thought exactly like my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, I would get bills in the mail and like, oh my God, another bill. and. Mm -hmm. You know, you do what you you do what you um, see your parents do. Absolutely. So we're fortunate that we were able to leave that consciousness by getting the knowledge, and even more grateful that we're now able to disseminate this knowledge to other people, mm. so that people can come out of their mental bondage. Ah, I like that that expression. Yes. Uh, yes. Very accurate. Uh, very uh, apropos of mental bondage. Yes, because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. We're chained by our thoughts. Yes. And there's a, there's a premise that uh, we, we are, there's a sister, Dr. Jory Leary, who has the, uh, she postulates that there's a, from generation to generation, that there's a process uh, that has happened to our minds. It's those of us of African descent of post-traumatic slave syndrome be passed on from generation to generation. And it shows like this, my wife and I being of African uh, descent, uh, uh, we're Africans actually. So uh, we're uh, proud to be able to, and humbled also at the same time, to be able to convey these uh, bits of, of uh, tidbits of truth and, and wisdom and, 
uh, epiphanies of, of understanding that, yes, we have been conditioned, not just individually, but this has been passed on from generation to generation to generation. And as I tell my siblings, one of my sisters, that, yes, we're charged right now as elders, uh, as patriarchs and matriarchs of the family, to talk to the children and to uncondition them so that they will not continue the, preparation, the perpetuation of uh, having our minds in chains. So thank you, honey, for sharing that thought with me, uh, with us, actually. So, uh, yes, coming from the book titled The Magic, um, the way out of negativity, uh, Rhonda goes to on the saying, and I must make a quote, though, by the Baha uh, uh, Yuallah, uh, the Pearson, Pearson founder of the Baha'i uh, faith. A thankful person is thankful under all circumstances. I repeat that. A thankful person is thankful under all circumstances. And I think what I get from that is that a person who has a negative experience in their life, has a negative relationship, has an accident of some nature, you know, all of these things, as long as you're still alive, you can be thankful because of the fact that you're learning lessons. Those are teaching experiences for the most part. Yeah. You know, you won't make the same mistake again. You won't involve yourself with an intimate relationship with the same type of personality. You would do your due diligence. You would vet that, that person more and find out who he or she is other than what they say who they are. So in consult a, the elders and get a reading. Consult the elders, haha, yes, and get a reading. Get a divination. Yes, so we have to be cognizant of the fact that all these things that appear to be esoteric are tools that we can use that are available to us if we just attempt to access them. So Rhonda goes on just to share a thought that whether it's a relationship in turmoil, financial pressure, a lack of health or problems in a job, negative situations arise because of lack of gratitude over a long period of time. And if we are not grateful for each thing in our lives, we unintentionally are taking those things for granted. Taking things for granted is a major cause of negativity because when we take things for granted, we are not giving thanks in return. And we stop the magic happening in our life, just as giving thanks to others will always lead to one's life magically increasing so much. Taking things for granted always leads to our life decreasing. So uh, are you grateful for your health when it's good, or do you only notice your health when your body gets sick or hurts? Are you grateful for your job every day, or do you only value your job when you hear that there will be cutbacks? Are you grateful for your pay or, or the salary every single time you receive it, or do you take your pay or salary for granted? Are you grateful for your loved ones when everything is running smoothly, or do you only talk to others about your loved ones when there are problems? Are you grateful when your car is working well, or do you only think of your car when it breaks down? And then, are you grateful to be alive each day, or do you take your life for granted? So taking things for granted results in complaining, negative thoughts, and words. So when you complain, by the law of attraction, you must bring more into your life to complain about. Hmm. That says a lot. I know that uh, my coming from a medium-sized family and having many friends, and as I've gotten older, I've become more and more grateful for my life because I cannot count on my fingers and toes the amount of times I've gone to the hospital, the, the amount of funerals that I've gone to. I remember one time I used to be able to count on my hand, one hand. Mm -hmm the amount of times I've gone to the hospital mm -hmm. and to funerals. Mm -hmm. And that was when I was in my teens. Okay. But when I turned 20, you know, I started using up more fingers. Mm -hmm. So I got from one hand to two hands. Yeah. And it seemed like incrementally, as I aged every five to ten years, I began to use up more fingers and then uh, one more a toe, one foot, and then all the toes on both feet mm -hmm. to the point now I would double up. Right, this is the second round of going through my hands and my toes, mm -hmm. just to be figuratively speaking. 
And each time I would experience going to the hospital, of course I would see loved ones who I haven't seen for some while. I would see friends who I haven't seen for some while. And what was the first thing that we would say to each other? That we were grateful, we were thankful that we have our help. And let's pray for the one who's in the hospital. Uh, let's pray for each other. And then, of course, if you're at a funeral, you definitely were thankful to be alive. Yes. And also, we were thankful for that person who was in our lives. And also, we prayed for their family and prayed for them. And we recognize, and as I got older, that, yes, that person who, who passed on was actually going to a better place. Mm-hmm. It was like a home, home-going celebration. And I remember when I first learned that as I was playing African drums at funerals, that I was playing for home-going celebration. Yeah. Going back home. Because mm-hmm. this earth is just an earth, is a school that we're both sharing. All of us are sharing. Some seven billion of us, the last count is accurate, are sharing this school with one another. So it's up to, to us to understand that we're all interdependent upon one another, and each one, each one, teach one. That as we are teachers, my wife and I, we're also students. You know, we're facilitators, and we share with you what we've learned to teach you what you may not have learned. And a lot of this information also is just dormant within our psyche. It just has to be released. And, of course, hopefully, humbly, we can give you those keys to release this knowledge, to access this knowledge, as it were. So uh, I want to take a short break. We haven't breaked yet. It's about halfway through the, uh, the show. And uh, we'll be back. We will be back with you momentarily. Stay tuned, please.
can have access to this information. So, uh, again, uh, being alive, are you grateful to be alive each and every day, and do you take your life for granted? Because taking things for granted results in complaining and negative thoughts and words, and when you complain, by the law of attraction, you must bring more things into your life to complain about. And if you're complaining about the weather, the traffic, your boss, your spouse, your family, a friend, a stranger, waiting in lines and bills and the economy, the cost of something or the service of a company, you're not being grateful. And you're pushing your dream life further away from every complaint. And I, I have a book that I've read some years ago. I have to reread it before I feature it on the show. But it's titled, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. It's all small stuff. And I believe the author's name is, his last name is Carlson, C-O-L-S-O-N. Now repeat that title. Don't sweat the small stuff. It's all small stuff. And he, he just states that most of us really, we're complaining and sweating the small stuff. And that small stuff, he states, is everything is small stuff. Unless you're in the hospital and the doctor's telling you that you have one day to live, and then, of course, you might perspire and, you know, be apprehensive and nervous and so forth, especially if, you're, uh, if, if, you're, if your um, business is not being taken care of in terms of preparing for your transition. But, again, even then, if you are in the right space and right frame of mind, you will not sweat that because you recognize that we all are going to have our last day, our last breath. And as you become more spiritually aware and more spiritually in tune and connected with the Most High, then you eliminate the fear. Uh, and, of course, one can say that's easier said than done. But I know that I've been in life-threatening situations more than a few times, and I've grown to the point that I was able to think back and say, well, yes, that could have been my last breath, my last day, my last evening. But uh, the God and the angels and the guardians, the ancestors, you know, were watching over me, and they protected me and kept me out of, uh, well, removed me from harm's way. And I understand, though, that I've become more or less and less afraid of me getting sick uh, to the point that I'm deathly ill. I would not like to suffer. I don't want to be in pain. But then again, I think that I have the strength to go through that as well. And um, I, I just wanted to digress to that area of thought because, yes, indeed, the title of the book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, is all small stuff, really resonates. You know, the saying that you will not appreciate having no shoes until you see a man or a woman with no feet. And you appreciate not having no feet until you see a man or a woman with no limbs, which I've seen on YouTube, a man who has no arms, no legs but he's one of the most effervescent, the most cheerful person that you would ever want to meet. And he's a comedian. He goes on stage, he goes on speaking tours, and he's a motivational speaker. And by the time he gets ready to finish with the, the audience, I almost said Rid, that was a Freudian slip. By the time he gets finished with the audience, just about one-third of them are in tears because they realize that they had been conditioned to sweat the small stuff and not recognize that most of it, if not all of it, is small stuff. So I just thought I'd share with that, that, that thought with you. As uh, it just, uh, uh, spirit it came upon me, that, that particular uh, uh, book that I have to reread and also present sometime within the next uh, month, perhaps, if not sooner. So Rhonda goes on to state that, as you understand that complaining of, and having negative thoughts and words and taking things for granted stops the good things in your life, now you understand that when something goes very wrong, you have possibly unintentionally not been grateful enough. It's possible to be negative when uh, you're grateful, and it's impossible. No, I'm sorry. She's saying that it's impossible to be negative when you're in a state of being grateful. It's impossible to criticize and blame when you're grateful. It's impossible to feel sad or have any negative feelings when you're grateful. 
And the best news is that if you have any negative situations in your life currently, it won't take a long period of time to transform them with gratitude. The negative situations will disappear in a puff or smoke, just like magic. So first, as difficult as it may be, you have to look for things to be grateful for in the negative situation that you're experiencing. And no matter how bad things are, you can always find something to be grateful for, especially when you know that your gratitude will magically transform every negative circumstance. And um, it's it's, it's interesting to note that uh, there are many people who uh, are, are very successful and who have used these principles and acknowledged these principles. And uh, I see that we have a couple of callers uh, on the line, and I believe, I'm not sure if this was uh, uh, Queen Kashiba's number. I see a 757, but I don't remember the full number. I'm just going to acknowledge that the number one button has been pushed, and if it's, it's her, we can still say hello again. And if it's not, then, of course, we can have uh, a conversation with that person who's on hold. So, uh, a number ending with 2254, you're on the air. Hello? Yeah, uh, yeah, peace and blessings. This is Queen Sheba. I'm still up here listening. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the whole show. I'm okay, getting great, the vibes and energy from it. Oh, wonderful. Okay, my sister. Well, thank you again, and blessings, love and blessings, uh, Ashe. All right, Ashe. Hotep. Hotep. Uh, call in on number 464, area code 464. Uh, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Yes, yes, hello, how are you? Oh, <laughs> how you doing? My name is Al. Hi, uh, Brother Al, how are you doing? Uh, peace and blessings to you. Thank you, thank you. Um, I was looking for the secret and uh, I actually just found it, but everything you're talking about is, is uh, true. With Rhonda Byrne, she's amazing. Uh, I remember actually being homeless at the at that point in time when the secret first came out, and uh, you know I was staying with a a group home at the time, and I I just remember watching it, you know, like every single day, just absorbing it in myself, like she said to do in the movie, you know, mm. and then situations, the universe, you know, created situations and circumstances where I was able to lead the group that was helping me out and kind of holding me back at the same time. And I was able to get out of that situation. So, you know, that, that was back in 2007. And I still, to this day, listen to the secret audio book and I watch it, you know, still to this day. And uh, so what you're talking about is definitely, you know, definitely works for people that want it to work. Well, thank you for sharing that, my brother Al. Yes, yes, indeed. And I, uh, congratulations on your, uh, transformation and, and you're moving forward in your journey. Uh, of course, you understand that a lot of times the obstacles that come into our lives are basically there for us to, to become uh, uh, more stronger and, and wiser. So, uh, yes, you know, your journey was necessary, and, uh, of course, uh, for you to tell me that you continue to read the book and look at the video, uh, that's encouraging. I must share with you, my brother, that uh, uh, back in 1959, uh, I'm sorry, maybe 1956, I, too, uh, experienced living in a group home. And I was there for almost five years. Oh, wow. Yeah, at the time, I lived in Harlem. And one of the things, the reason I shared this story with you and I've shared it with my wife is that uh, I grew up in a group home with a brother that you probably have heard of. It's not him, you've heard of his group, uh, the group called The Last Poets. And Brother Abir Dun Oyewoli is one of the founding members. And he was one of my younger uh, group home brothers who uh, admired my energy and the journey that I was on as I was a musician playing uh, jazz. Uh, at the time, I was playing uh clarinet, and then I got into playing trumpet in high school, and, and I fell in love with John Coltrane and Miles Davis and Art Blakey, you know, all the exponents of popular jazz, Horace Silver, 
take five. So Dave, it's a magical moment. And he followed me, and he wanted to come to my dormitory room and hear me play the, the music. And just to fast mm-hmm. forward, the result of that, I found out from him that he became influenced with poetry. And I was one of the people that impressed upon him the area of art and the spoken word as well as the uh, uh, the art of music. Mm. So uh, that home experience probably saved my life, and it would not have allowed me to explore certain areas of the arts, which was life-transforming for me back then. And um, I, I just thank that the Most High, thank the ancestors and uh, the Most High, dear Lord, God, uh, for that experience. But I just wanted to just uh, share that with you, my brother. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, you was able to inspire somebody uh, where they can go even higher in music. So that's 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 a, always good to hear. Yeah, and as a result of that, you know, he inspired people like Biggie Small and Tupac uh, uh, Sakura and, and other uh, exponents of the positive spoken word. We're not talking about negative word, negative rap, as it were where the B word is used and the N word, but we're talking about the positive word. So uh, we all are, as I say on various shows, are all interdependent, and we all are responsible for each other's journey on some level, especially in terms of us teaching each other the truth and inspiring us to walk the path of truth. So, again, I want to thank you so much for tuning in this evening and sharing your thoughts with you, your experience, and I send prayer and blessings to you and and yours. All right, thank you. Uh, you're welcome, my brother, and uh, continue to have a blessed evening. Hotep, peace. All right. Uh, yes, uh, that was a very interesting story that the brother shared with us. Uh, we look forward to... Uh, having you share many thoughts with us again. Please stay tuned on the show and visit us again, and it's a pleasure. Um, Let us rise up and be thankful, for if we didn't learn a lot today, at least we learned a little. And if we didn't learn a little, at least we didn't get sick. And if we got sick, at least we didn't die. So let us all be thankful. And this was written by Gautama Buddha. Uh, that's 563 B.C., and he lived until 483 B.C., the founder of Buddhism. So let Buddha's words be your inspiration, and today take one problem or negative situation in your life that you most want to resolve and look for ten things to be grateful for. For I know that it can be challenging to bring and to begin this practice, but Buddha is showing you the way to do it. So Rhonda suggests that you make a written list of ten things on your computer and your uh, grateful or gratitude journal. She suggests everyone create a gratitude journal. And as an example, your problems might be that you're out of work and despite your best efforts, you're still unemployed. And to magically turn this situation around, and you have to do a concentrated practice of gratitude on the situation. And here are some of the examples that she offers. That I am grateful to have had more time for my family during this period of unemployment. That I am grateful that my life is in a lot better order because of my spare time that I've had getting rid of stuff. <laughs> I was talking to my sister about that a couple of weeks ago. That, uh, yes, any spare time that we have, we always have time to get rid of stuff. My wife is a proponent of that, as we are always trying to make our house into more of a state of the essence of feng shui. And uh, I can see her perhaps even doing a show on that, even myself for that matter. But uh, I want to be worthy of doing a show of that by getting the house in the state of feng shui entirely. Well, there's always areas, uh, whether it be uh, the front yard, the garage, uh, your car, even your body, for that matter, getting your body into a state of ultimate health. And I think that's really most important is getting that in order, you know, going to the doctor, going to your holistic uh, practitioner, 
uh, being in tune, especially as we get older, your body is not as resilient as it used to be. So it behooves you to uh, really be, you know, we're uh, you're your best doctor, of course. You're the one who's able to best analyze your body. But there, there is a technology that's available, not a, but technology that's available that we can access. And, of course, we have to be careful about that. I'm not an advocate, and I must preface this to say that my wife and I, we are not doctors, we're not medical doctors, so anything that's shared on the show is merely uh, things that we've tried, that we've practiced, that have been beneficial to us, but of course any recommendations that you hear in the show, we first advise that you consult your doctor and for his or her advice as to whether or not you should practice certain things that we've shared with you, or for that matter, anything that you've heard on any show, on television or any other radio show on Block Talk Radio or any type of input uh, from anyone other than someone who's uh, quote-unquote qualified and licensed. But without that, uh, with that being said and done, uh, I highly su- to recommend that all of us, especially as we get up in age, that we are aware of the fact that it's important for us to get checkups at least uh, every six months to every year. And, uh, and if not that, to... Uh, alter your, your diet so that indeed you're practicing preventive medicine, uh, preventive um, dietary practices so that you will not get disease, so that you will be in a state of ease. Um, and of course, there's a way of doing that by embracing certain diets such as vegetarianism, uh, such as eating uh, lots of veggies and fruits, uh, abstaining from uh, refined sugar, and, and getting away from artificial sugars, uh, looking at labels, uh, being aware of the fact that fructose and corn syrup is not healthy for you, that to drink uh, at least eight dollars, eight, sorry, dollars a glasses of water is virtually important in terms of hydrating the body, flushing out the toxins, having a fast, and there's various types of fasts, which my wife and I will be featuring on our shows. We just got finished with having a fast, and it's such an elevating experience to cleanse your body, to get rid of the toxins. Uh, earlier this morning, we, we did our Sunday walk and in this neck of the woods here in uh, New York City. It was very hot and humid, but uh, we welcome the sweat because we understand that the skin is the largest organ of the body and that sweating is the way of the body getting rid of toxins. And it's also your own coolant system. Because as the water evaporates, you begin to feel cool. It cools off the skin so you do not get heat stroke. So there's a lot to say in terms of being in a state of gratitude and being in a state of thankfulness. Um, I see that we have about eight more minutes remaining, and I see we still have a couple of callers online. Uh, If you would like to uh, share your thoughts with us, please press the number one button, and I would be more than happy to engage you in conversation with those of us on the air. Uh, Okay, so again, she gives examples, this Rhonda I'm talking about, about making a list of uh, things to be grateful for. So I got, uh, I wanted to segue off into the thought of uh, uh, having your home in a state of feng shui, in a state of order. And, of course, we all have our different levels of, of how we perceive to have things in order. But uh, uh, that means basically having uh, eliminating those things in your closet that you haven't worn for a year or two years, uh, not blocking doors, not leaving dishes in the sink and on the stove, you know, just basically being overall clean, but also getting rid of the clutter, getting rid of the stuff that you haven't used. So that's something I'm committed to doing each day as much as possible, and um, I look forward to sharing those thoughts with you, uh, and hopefully we can uh, uh, just collectively uh, be committed to that. Uh, Also, being grateful that there are jobs out there and more new jobs are appearing each day, being grateful for all the things you've learned in applying for jobs and going for interviews being grateful that you have your health and that you can work, being grateful for your family's encouragement and support, being grateful for the rest that you've had because you needed it, 
being grateful that through losing your job, you realize how much having a job means to you, and that you never realized that until now. I just wanted to have something to say before the end of the program that, speaking about jobs, that one has to be aware of the fact that when you're on a job, that you're engaging your life with another person or people. And you have to be very much aware of who you associate with, who you allow into your space, who you allow to share their thoughts with you. Because there are many people who are not in the state of gratitude who you'll be working with. And I guess this, this part of the book came up because I think it's applicable to many people, to millions of people out there who are jobless or who are not happy with their job. And a lot of being not happy with your job has to do, as my wife and I talk about this from time to time, that you bring to your job a state of whether or not you're going to be happy or unhappy. And there are many people, if you're happy, who are going to try and uh, sabotage your psyche, your emotions, right? Because they're unhappy. Because they're unhappy. (laughs) And they're unhappy to see that you're happy. So one has to be aware of the fact that that can be a precursor to you eventually losing your job because the owner of the job, your so-called boss, quote-unquote, and I don't like that word boss, but the so-called manager, the employer, the supervisor, the one who you have to answer to is primarily, if they're in a health, um, in a state of health for the most part, they're looking for people to work with them or for them who also are healthy. But, of course, one may be unfortunate to be working with people or for people who are not healthy. But albeit, one should still try to remain in a state of being grateful. Uh, If you're in school and you're going through difficulties, uh, this time during the year, many of you who are are taking uh, time off from school because of the the summer, uh, be grateful that you have this space, time for rest, to prepare yourself so when you go back next semester that you are, are prepared to go through the rigors. If you're on vacation, be grateful for that. And, of course, those of us who experience a weekend that we don't have to work, be grateful for that. And be grateful for this Sunday, which is preparing us for Monday as we start our week of working. Uh, so, so much for that for now. And I, again, want to thank all of you for tuning in this evening. It's always a pleasure. I'm, I'm in Leighton. I'm delighted and, 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 and heartened by um, the outpour of support and interest uh, by those of you who have visited our archives. And I know for the most part, many of you, if not most of you, access my show and, and by going through the archival uh, back office. So, uh, indeed, I appreciate that. And I look forward to spreading the word uh, so that, indeed, we have people who are looking to tune in live as we've had a couple of callers this evening, calling in. And that's what makes the show engaging and interesting, is that when we have conversations online, because we do not know, we cannot realize, indeed, those thoughts that are being shared and how it's being resonating with with our listeners. listeners. So, again, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we look forward to tuning in again uh, next week. We're going to uh, reviewing uh, the book, The Magic and uh, The Secret, and that will be part five. And as I begin, I end by giving those of you who are in the chat room, uh, those of you who called in, I also give thanks to my wife and uh, uh, my siblings, my godmother, uh, the ancestors, indeed, who who, un, uh, who give us their undying, uh, un, un, uh, unending support. Uh, that indeed we are able to do what we are doing through venues such as. So we pay homage to the Most High, to dear God, we give this evening to you thanks and gratitude, and may our minds stay centered on the things of spirit and goodness. May we not be tempted to stray from love. And as we begin this week, we open to receive you. We ask that you please enter where you already abide, May our minds and hearts be pure and true, and may we not deviate from the things of goodness. May we see the love and innocence in all mankind behind the masks we all wear and the illusions of this worldly plane. We surrender to you our doings this evening and this week. We ask that they serve you 
and the healing of the world. And may we bring your love and goodness with us to give unto others wherever we go. We ask that you make us and assist us in being the people that you would have us be and direct and show us what you would have us do. Make the world a safer, more beautiful place. Bless all your creatures and heal us all and use us, dear Lord, that we might know the joy of being used by you. We thank you again. We are grateful. Namaste. Shalom. Assalamu alaikum. One love, peace, and blessings. All my relations. God bless. <laughs>